Greetings, Force users and heroes. Welcome back to Inside the Tauntaun, a podcast in the multiverse of fandom. I'm Melissa Simmons, and I'm joined today by my two pals, Dino Nicandros. Hello. And Daniel Dawson. Hello there. And today we are doing our first ever DC Films movie. Woo, 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 woo! This is The Suicide Squad, written and directed by James Gunn. And by God, we're DC fans. And who you are or where you came from. I am Iron. Uh, I thought they smelled bad. On the outside. It smells like a new corn here. Inside the Tauntaun, this is our opening song. Alyssa, Daniel Dino, talking nerd stuff, come along. Inside the Tauntaun podcast, please. Like and subscribe. Yeah, are we? Are we? Sure. I mean, I mean we're... F- yes, we are. I, I'm going to say something, and the boys, I already Uh-oh. know, feel differently from me. Okay. Uh-oh. You want to fight about it? Yeah. That's, about, that's what's about to happen. <laughs> um, I appreciate how true to the comics DC films are. Sure. I... Yeah. They're just stylistically, Marvel and DC Comics are so different. Correct. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there, there's, you know, there's been a lot of critiques of past DC films. Not all of them are are great. No, absolutely. Um, not. Some of them are feces. Actual. It, yeah, some of them are not great. Feces. But this movie. Was awesome. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Yes, it was. Correct. We, uh, yeah, we got to see this in theaters together uh, a couple weeks ago, and which was so fun. Um, yes. So now, that's and I what really I'm... have to say because I know we, it's been a long time since we actually talked about it, um, and, and we've had time to sit with it too because it's been about a week. I'm curious, like, do we feel like, you know, oh my god, it was so great, or were we just like? You know, pleasantly surprised because it wasn't actual feces. <laughs> I really, really liked it. Like, I, I absolutely put it up there with some of some of my favorite Marvel movies. It was I, so I fun. Really do. I, I just think. Um, well, I'm gonna talk. Okay, I wanna, I wanna first just say that today is Dino's birthday. Before we get going, oh, so today is Dino's thirtieth birthday, <laughs> and okay. that's... you should take the first first verse. Sing it. Ready? One, oh, two, three. Oh, I hate three. when people sing happy birthday to no. me. It's no, you, you sing the first verse and I'll no, sing no. the second. Ready? No, no, we don't no. Do Okay, I'll sing the first verse. Executive happy veto. birthday to you. This is my you. least favorite song in the whole world. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Again, I think you. of Larry David. Who, and now uh, Alyssa sings. No, no don't do it. No, oh, come on! Guys. It's like Larry David who says on Curb Your Enthusiasm, I don't participate in group activities. I don't sing happy birthday. <laughs> Anyways, happy birthday, Dino. We're, we love you. We love you. We're you so grateful for you. idiot. Um, yes, the feeling is mutual. You Sith sympathizer. <laughs> I know. I know. What would you be without me if I... Uh, didn't come to bat for the worst people imaginable. <laughs> yeah. Daniel well, you... Daniel has attempted, and I heavily edit this show, by the way. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> Daniel has attempted over the last two weeks to paint me as a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> <and> <laughs> I will not stand Happy for it. Happy birthday, Dino. Uh, 
Um, anyways, there is a very special nerdy gift headed your way. Um, do you want to know what it is or do you want to be surprised? No, no, I don't want to know what it is. You don't want to know. Great. Okay. No, I, I won't say a thing. Now I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I won't say he a thing. Says, Just wish anyways, happy, happy birthday. And now we can talk about the movie. Happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Hey. Okay, um, so before I went into that, I said, yes, I, I wasn't like, oh, I'm pleasantly surprised. I really, really like this movie. I mean, you were pleasantly like, surprised, but also. I also really, really like this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Dino. Uh, I, I liked this movie. I genuinely liked this movie. Yeah. Um, I think, and we haven't talked about DC much on this show, but I, I've said like in the past all. that I'm just not a fan in general of the, the DC movies. And sure. I don't want that to be misconstrued with always comparing them to Marvel because sure. I think that's a yeah. really stupid and toxic thing mm-hmm. that people do. It's unfair. A- it's as like if, when people as if like you have to choose to one or the Star other. Trek as, ver- as opposed right. to Star Wars. Yeah, it's they're like, just they're so completely stupid. different things. So as, different, as if yeah. there is someone making you choose which franchise to be a fan of, and I think that's just such silly behavior. Yes. But um, what I will note is I, I don't think it's an accident that this probably being the DC movie outside of the Nolan Batman that I consider that something else entirely. But in this continuity, I don't think it's an accident that the best one came from somebody who's been so heavily involved at Marvel. Sure. Yes. Cause he I knows, think what Marvel has done do really well is directing, writing. And as you said, Alyssa nailing the tone of those comics, which yeah. is innately different than DC. Um, True. The comics themselves are very unique for the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Far, I mean, far darker than even oh. I think the darkest. Yeah. It's not, no no comparison. I mean, yeah. um, wowza. <laughs> some of the some <laughs> of the scariest. Well, they're. I mean, they're even even in their regular runs, they are graphic novels. Yeah. Yes. They're graphic. Oh, you so, said yeah. That's it. My God. Um, and and I do think you're right, Alyssa, and that DC has made it made it a point to be closer to the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's almost to their detriment at times because it, it also applies to the dialogue and, you know, stuff, stuff you, you see written on the page or things characters say to each other on the page never come off as strange or odd. But when you hear it out loud, sometimes it's like, oh, that doesn't really translate. And sure. Which is like last week when we talked about, um, you know, DC's animated features and animated series, I think that's why kind of um, they've they've done better, sure. Right. Because because it is like like we talked about last week with what if uh, an opportunity to basically pull comic books and put them into right. an animated form, right? And D- yeah, yeah, you said it perfectly. DC's uh, cartoon or animated incarnations are are superb because. It's exactly that. They're the comic books, and it translates so well to that medium. But I think even starting with Man of Steel, which kicked off their their expanded universe back in uh, 2013. Mm-hmm. Which wasn't kind of great. Just, it wasn't great. It, it, was, it was just odd. The movie was odd, especially coming off of Dark Knight. Um, Dark yeah. Knight Rises, rather. Yeah. Uh, it was odd because they took some of that comic book style dialogue yeah. and 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 tried to attach this Shakespearean drama to it. Mm-hmm. And, well, I mean, and they've I mean, done, honestly, that. They've done like that a lot. 
it, yeah. if they had stuck to that one, I mean, because like the the first fifteen minutes, I mean, God, that like the them trying to escape like the collapsing planet of um, what you call it, like I that that was riveting, so cool to see, and then and then it wasn't that. <laughs> I was like, oh. Ish, well, and guys like Zack Snyder are, there's no mistake, they're talented filmmakers, yeah. but I still don't think DC has, until very recently with this, I don't think they've figured out where they, they fit, and then mm-hmm. they found themselves uh, by default at odds with Marvel because Marvel, the machine, got rolling, and yeah, yeah. There's no they, they had it figured out from the beginning, and DC is still trying to figure out, okay, how are we moving this entire continuity forward, and... From the looks of it, they're worried less about continuity and just making good. Instead, movies. producing really good one-offs, yeah. which I think is a is a good model. For I think them. it's a good Truly, model too. Yeah, because yeah. it, it it's not it is a monumental effort and yeah. and kind of, I mean, I don't want to say it was like luck or anything because they've obviously got a lot of really amazing minds at Marvel, but I mean, I just like no nobody's ever done anything like that. You know, and to nope. expect that of uh, some, nope. you know, of really any other studio is just like, it's just not fair. <laughs> so the fact well, that they think, kind of put yeah. that on themselves and were like, let's try to do this. Like, I, I think it was, right. they're better off. Like, well, and you're you're absolutely right, Daniel. And I, I just think DC's a little late to the party and accepting that you're making superhero movies. And it's OK to acknowledge that sometimes the scenarios are ridiculous. Yeah, right. You know? right yeah. Absolutely. Even even as deathly serious as DC is, and really should be, like particularly Batman, and mm-hmm. uh, it's okay to 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 eye wink a little bit because we're I mean we're all in on it. Yeah. Like, we, you know it's yeah. yeah. And, and Suicide think, Squad uh, did that in Spades. Suicide Squad did that, in and Spades. that is a yeah that that I think is it has a lot to do with the original source material. Yep. Which mm-hmm. um. Which is like that. It never, it never, I mean, yes, they're in these very dire situations. They're, they're, you know, kind of thought of as this like expendable group of human beings and it's not a big deal if they, they die, you know. Right. Um, but. But they always do it yeah, in a very funny they, way. They, yeah, they have, um, they have a great way of sort of, you know, bringing levity to, to those situations. Yes. Um. So let's just talk like a little bit about the. Um... Oh, really? What quick can I say? Oh yeah, I was yeah, curious if you guys. I don't know why I didn't send this to you, but there's a <laughs> there's a meme, um, where it's like a. I think it's they use the poster from Rogue One, but they superimpose mm-hmm. the Suicide Squad like title on top of it. <laughs> oh my gosh! You did that's not send us too that. Soon. It's that's too soon. It's too soon. <laughs> That is sad it's and very, funny. It's very sad. <laughs> but also very funny. Anyway, sorry I interrupted you. Yeah, how dare you? What a dick. Um, so the comics have their uh, basis in the Silver Age of DC Comics. Um, but it was really the uh, the head writer, John Ostrander, who brought this whole, whole entire ragtaggly bunch of crazies ragtaggly. to light. Um. They in the comics they enlisted a couple of um, existing characters, but the the sort of goal from the get go was that if they were going to introduce existing people, they had to be like low on the totem pole, mm-hmm. like C list, 
C-list characters. If even that. Yeah, which I really love because then we, you know, get a movie with Polka Dot Man. Yeah, it's like it, the ultimate you know? underdog story. Um, Yeah, and the, the cool thing about that is that, yes, they chose these C-list characters, but they gave them... Um, you know, all of the commitment and took them as seriously as any A-lister. Yeah. Um, right. Because they really, like, the comics are, the comics are so well written. Like, they just really explore, um, you know, the uh, physical, emotional, psychological states of the, this whole ensemble of people, which is really, which is really cool. Um, now, when you say Silver Age. Yes. Does that mean, like, just not as good as the Gold Age? No, it's just the the era of the comics. So it's like 1975 through 95. They just that called that Silver chunk. Age. It's called the Silver Age well, of DC. Yeah. The more you know. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. <laughs> just uh. It, you know the, the comic comics were known for their oddball sense of humor. Um. There's one recurring thing, and I think it was it happened in maybe like the fifth or sixth issue. And uh, people were at Bell Rev were randomly getting pies thrown in their faces. What? <laughs> and and no one could figure out like where they were coming from. What? And even like even Amanda Waller gets pied at some point, and it's just, it just sort of became this like <laughs> this like thing that anytime it was getting like too dark or scary, like somebody would get pied <laughs> out of nowhere. Um, so no. just. You know, really, really weird. Like they just they they went there, which is fun. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh, the you know, I think the biggest sort of thing about the comics is that it's it's always about this chosen family of of people and heroes or you know antiheroes, whatever you want to call chosen them. One. Um. And uh. A really good example in the comics of that was um, this character Barbara Gordon, who mm-hmm. was was Batgirl until uh, until uh, Batman: The Killing Joke, when she became paralyzed. Right. right. And um, they brought her back into the fold in in the form of Oracle, who was this like mysterious um, person living in the computers at at the prison. And then she becomes a more prominent character and um, eventually, like, owning this new identity of hers. So did I think that that's... Did you guys ever play the Batman Arkham Knight? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, those yeah. games I didn't. were so freaking great. The, those stories <sighs> are so well written. That is one of the best written video games yeah. ever. They interweaved so of many of the comic book um characters just like unbelievable like that they made it all work together it was really really smart anyway that's awesome yeah yeah so that's sort of just like the the background meat of of the comics and i think that james gunn did an incredible job bringing like that spirit Mm -hmm. of like what the comics were and um he also like in interviews has said like he wanted um when they when he was brought onto the project, they were like, "You can bring any characters back from 2016 Suicide Squad movie if you mm-hmm. want, or you can completely like wipe the slate clean and bring bring in whoever you want." <laughs> and, um, and so just he brought. So I'm he, aware too, like they sought him out, right, as opposed to the other way around. 
I believe so. Yeah. I know. I mean, I was reading. So, you know, this is Wikipedia. So you, oh, sure. you know, have to take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> right. But um, somebody uh, said that, like, originally, I think, like, Mel Gibson was being, like, vetted to potentially direct this. Mel Gibson? Um, he yeah, he would have made like, a kick-ass one, honestly. I mean, um, probably. I, I I understand why he was an option. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then- It definitely uh, would have been bloody. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. 100%. Um, and very racist. <laughs> yeah. So I don't- Jeez. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know uh, exactly- how he was brought on if it was like his people being like he wants to do this or well and kind of to my point about having to pick and choose between marvel and dc james gunn Mm -hmm. is the poster child for that being a silly idea and he has said yeah explicitly in interviews that uh there there's a mutual admiration society that Mm -hmm. that uh they they look at what each other or each studio does and and try to mirror it and right. and uh you saw you saw that with uh you know suicide squad taking on a much albeit much more violent take on guardians of the galaxy yes but it's it you know it has that kind of camaraderie and yeah and, feel and, to it. and then i was sorry yeah. and then i was thinking about um specifically episode one of what if last week mm-hmm. and how much captain carter reminds me of wonder woman and oh yeah oh, yeah. oh and yeah particularly the, the, the first Wonder Woman movie mm-hmm. and the set pieces they kind of set up, her, her action sequences. And I was mm-hmm. like, this this feels like Wonder Woman a bit. So totally. I, I think they, they, they borrow from each other pretty heavily. And that's oh, yeah. why they, he's able they to. Certainly, they certainly do. And if you're like a big comic book reader, you know that like there's so many characters that you're like, what came first, the chicken or the yes. egg? Yes. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, Thanos, this dark char- side. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Thanos and Darkseed, yeah. like, they're, yeah. So um, now that we're ish talking about characters, let's talk about, I um, I went through and looked up, like, the origin of all of the characters, all of the, like, main characters nice. in, in this movie and uh, where, where they made their first appearances in the comics. And that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um. So let's start with Harley Quinn. Um, never heard of she her. She is never heard of that crazy. <laughs> um, she's actually one of the very uh, few characters that was it was not in a comic first. She was oh, in the Batman. Right? She was in the Batman animated series in the nineties. I didn't know that either. And then they added her into the comics. Wow! So that's kind of neat. Um, of course, we had Mr. Margot Robbie J. back in this uh, back in this movie being. Just absolutely insane and ridiculous, and I loved her. Oh yeah, yeah. She's she was... she's she's the best casting choice they've made in the DC extended universe. I mean, truly, from the first I mean, Suicide Squad, she was like, yeah. like she was the takeaway the from that performance. Yeah, she, yeah. Is, she is on point. She yeah. yeah, yeah. She understands her, and she loves her, mm-hmm. and um, yep. yeah. She was one of the executive producers of Birds of Prey, and she's really, you know, pushing for. A Harley Quinn Poison Ivy something Dope. to get made, whether it's um, and Catwoman as well. Like the three yes. of them are gonna, yeah, that yeah, would that'd be, be sick. So great. Um, uh, moving on to Amanda Waller, who we got to see the brilliant Viola Davis in again. How did they get Viola Davis <laughs> to not only do the first one, but then to come back and to I, do? I mean, it is and I then, love and then it. To, special, and then to be like objectively 
just awesome. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's at a different level and she's saying like mundane sentences. And it's like, she could honestly read the phone book and I would oh my pay God. money God. to see it. Uh, so uh, Waller first appeared in the comics in the 80s and uh, gained a reputation as one of the more powerful, intimidating non-superhero characters in the whole DC universe. Yeah, she's a little terrifying. She's scary as hell in the comics, too. I mean, Viola Davis yeah. is a powerful creature, but yeah. like in the comics, she Amanda Waller is freaking scary. Don't fuck with her. Yeah, she doesn't mess She will blow your head off, actually. She's Indeed. a scary Nick Fury. She, that, yeah. oh, that's kind Absolutely. of a role she serves. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, moving on to Rick Flagg, played by Joel Kinnaman, um, another returning face from the 2016 movie. Um, his character first appeared in the in the late 50s as a member of the World War II task force known as the Suicide Squad. But Suicide. his son, Suicide Squad, <laughs> but his son, Rick Flagg Jr., is the, the character that we mostly know. And uh, yeah, so he has his basis in, in the whole Suicide Squad stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Boomerang, played by Jai Courtney. Uh, Digger Harkness. Another Harkness name. Thought that was interesting. Um, AKA Captain Boomerang. He's um, to Agatha. <laughs> yeah, they're married. <laughs> um, this uh, he was a classic foe to the Flash, first appearing in the 1960s. Oh, interesting. Um, Blood he wasn't Sport. in the TV show though, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm watching the TV show right now. Are I'm you? Like, yeah, I need to watch it. I heard it was really I'm, good. It's great. It's like a total like teenager vibe, yeah. you know, with the CW, but like it's fun. Yeah, and it's I heard it's really cute. Too. I'm like, holy, this is an expensive television show. Yeah. Um, I'm liking it so far. I'm like six episodes in. Amazing. Nice. So I don't know if he shows up in The Flash. He might. We'll see. He might. Uh, Bloodsport. Idris Elba. Yeah. He um. He, uh, his, this character first appeared in the Superman comics in the 80s. And, uh, he goes, uh, he goes crazy when his brother is killed in the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. So. And I know they took the bit about him, uh, putting Superman in the ICU. Yes. Oh, right. He, yes. In, the, in the comics, he, um, he, he uses a bunch of like high tech weapon weaponry Whippers. with kryptonite. <laughs> Ripping <laughs> with kryptonite, and he um, he he puts Superman out for a little okay, while. Okay, wait, hold on a second. What was the one that I told you guys about? Where there was a comic where some weapon like turned Superman gay or something like that? Am I crazy? Oh, um, no, it's not Superman. It's the Batman comics. The Batman comics, and they turned yeah, Batman it's um. Gay? I thought so. I thought that you what? Said. No, they, like, there was yeah. like a like a weapon or something that they did to Superman to weapon? make him yeah to make him gay. <laughs> yeah, and it, like it was, you sent us the TikTok. It definitely yeah like and it was like yeah, I think it was like, like only back in the like early two no, thousands. Like it was recent. Yeah, yeah, it was like way too recent. To, I was like, how in the world did this get made? <laughs> I got I got to Google really, it while you're talking. Hold like, on a second. Yeah, like when he, it's something that they do to him. I think it is Superman. You're right. Something that they do to him, and then he like is like always talking about like the curtains and like clothes yeah, yeah, and stuff. Right? It's like it's so, like what the hell? I don't know how that happened. Is this, like, this is Lex Luthor's gay ray or something. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> so oh my stupid. god, that doesn't sound real, and I don't know why oh, I don't oh, remember this. Oh, but... here we go. 
This is this is from uh, what is SupermanFandom.com. Pink mm-hmm. kryptonite <laughs> is a type of kryptonite <laughs> that seemingly <laughs> turns Kryptonians homosexual. <laughs> that <laughs> it is unknown is that so it would do dumb. to an already homosexual Kryptonian. <laughs> Although one could assume it would render them heterosexual. Mm. They just loop back around. They just loop back yeah, around, right. yeah. They, it, it crosses out. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. It, it, it says, This type of kryptonite only made one appearance in comics and was used as a satire of the plots okay. of Silver well, Age comics stories. It wasn't taking, it, it wasn't taking okay. itself seriously. Yeah, well, so I that's would assume, because, I mean, that's so ridiculous. Because, like, like, dear God. Well, of, and I mean, also, like, yes, DC, is, DC is, like, great, great with the gays. So yeah. I was like, when you sent us that, I was like, that's so weird. Yeah, it's like they're just making they up for all those hard times. <laughs> yeah, they don't like um, they don't make like a big deal about everything. Like right, kind of the way it should gay. be. It's just people are gay. Right. Yeah, Robin. Right. Uh, that was the new, yeah. the newest news. Alyssa yeah, brought to us. Robin is now yeah, Robin. gay. Robin or bi. He's bi. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but speaking of Superman, I thought it was an interesting note that um. Originally, they were kicking around the idea of Superman being the villain of this movie. Yes, oh, I saw that article. Or villain, quote unquote. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. But um, I guess uh, James Gunn decided not to go with it because he was like, it would have been like a continuity nightmare. Sure. Trying to it's deal just, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but kind of a kind of a cool idea. They basically went right. a, the most different direction possible. I think. With <laughs> <the> <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's get through these characters, yes. and then we'll talk about the movie. Uh, Polka Dot Man, played by David da- Dasmalchain. Is that how you say his last name? <sighs> Dasmalchange? Dasmalchain. It uh, it's D-A-S-T. It's a Dasmalkian? Dasmalkian. That's oh, probably that I think so, because right. I think he's... I think he's uh, uh, it's probably not Dasmalchange. He's Eastern European. Where, uh, where uh, Armenian? I think he's Armenian. One, two, Dasmal chains. Three, four. <laughs> Bada boo ray. A one yen, a two yen, a Dasmal chain. So uh, this uh, this character came from a Batman comic during during the Silver Age, and he is uh, yeah he made made his first appearance in a 1962 issue of Detective Comics. And he's a he's a, a criminal who wears a suit peppered with multicolored dots. My God, that he can remove and turn into like weapons. <laughs> Just so and that's about it. Yeah, that's that's that. That's it. I remember I was sitting next to Alyssa while we were watching this, and I I probably said it ten times in this movie, "What the? F-? <laughs> Just like <laughs> yeah, what is happening?" <laughs> yeah, they went there, which is perfect. Just wonderful. Um, Peacemaker John Cena. He appeared um, in the mid 1960s uh, in a Charlton Comics title, but then he became part of the DC continuity when the latter company bought the former. Mm, so DC bought that other company. Um, and basically, his character is just a guy who loves peace so much that he won't hesitate to use deadly force to ensure that there's peace. And yep. uh, yeah, he's got like a. He's got like a really dark backstory. His um, his sort of mental illness, like that's the way that he is, is like they consider it a mental illness oh, in the comics. Sort of obsessive compulsive in a way, or like... yeah, he was um, his his father was a Nazi. Oh my! In, in a concentration camp, so it's like, Oof. yeah, 
And so I, ooh, I wonder if they're going to bring that in. I mean, I'm assuming, like, because he's getting his own television he's show. Getting his own, he's getting his own show. So, yeah, I imagine we'll see a lot of his origins or something, maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, now we're on to my favorite character in this film, King Shark. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, Polka Dot's mom, because that was definitely my oh, favorite character. Oh, well, I did, I did oh, love Polka Dot's mom. Gosh. That was, I think... The best recurring segment in the whole entire movie. <laughs> oh, man. That just got me every time. That really, really got me. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Sylvester Stallone <laughs> voicing just, King Shark. Just great. And uh, this character made his debut in the mid-90s in a Superboy comic before coming the Aquaman villain. Um, and he's the son of a shark god. Mm. That's his. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the Thinker. Played by Peter Capaldi. He was also a Flash villain in 1943. And he was uh, uh, named Clifford Defoe. There was another version of the thinker, uh, Clifford Carmichael, which debuted in the 70s and was a foe to the hero Firestorm. So this, uh, this character is kind of a combination of those two different thinkers. Got it. Uh, Ratcatcher 2, Daniela Melchior. <laughs> The first rat catcher made his debut in the 80s as a Batman villain, and he basically was exactly what we saw in the movie played by Taika Waititi. Oh, man. So great. Um, so Savant. Lovely. Savant, played by Michael Rooker. He appeared uh, for the very first time in 2003, so he's a pretty recent-ish character in the last 20 years, uh, in Birds of Prey. He's basically the the worst case scenario for what could have happened to Bruce Wayne. Mm. He's like a tech savvy, extremely wealthy guy, but he um he uses his his power for evil, unfortunately. Evil. Yes. Uh TDK played by uh, Nathan Fillion. There's no comic book character named TDK, but he is definitely based off of one of the most stupid one of those stupid DC characters called Arm Fall Off Boy. <laughs> now, why in the world would they not well, just call him Arm Fall Off Boy? But this this might have been my favorite exchange in the whole movie, and I wrote it down. <laughs> it's <laughs> Javelin and TDK are talking. Uh-huh. This is near the beginning of the movie. Javelin says, "What does TDK stand for? What? <laughs> Your name is TDK, correct? <laughs> yeah. And it stands for what?" It stands for me. It's what a name is. Your name is letters. All names are letters, dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) But but guys, do you do you actually know what TPK stands for? No. Oh my god. Okay, so that 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 the joke is is I mean if you if you well and Alyssa you you probably do know this but don't remember but uh, since now you're a D and D player but TPK stands for total party kill. No, it's well, TDK. It's TD. It's TDK? Daniel. Yeah. Oh, it's TDK. total darty kill. <laughs> nice try. Total darty kill. <laughs> Wait, oh, like, that's sad. I, this whole time I was thinking how hilarious because their whole entire party gets killed, basically. But, oh well. Yeah. Well, it's not no, funny. Wrong, it's so. not funny anymore. I hate the no, movie. No, you're wrong. The movie I'm sucked. very sorry. I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have Blackguard, played by Pete Davidson. Um, he was a, a criminal who gets uh, recruited by the Metropolis-based crime organization, the 1000, and he just has a bunch of like high, high-tech high weaponry. 
Um, the most ugly character in this movie, the weasel. The weasel, oh my God. We have another uh, Marvel guy coming in, uh, Sean, Sean Gunn. Yes. You remember him? Brother from of the director. <laughs> yes. Um, it, <laughs> the original comics version of the weasel, he's, he's a man, not a rodent. Um, but, uh, yeah, he basically just, this, uh, in, in 1985 issue of Firestorm, he's this guy who gets fed up with people ignoring him or calling him a weasel, so he just starts taking revenge on all those people and killing them. And has and, zero animal qualities at all. Mm-mm. Right. Nope. <laughs> um, yeah. He was hilarious. He's oh, my such God. A great, he's such a great physical actor. It was so just like fun to see him eyes like staring that. off in two directions and <laughs> yeah, yeah like breathing ridiculous oh my god yeah uh javelin played by fila borg uh he appeared in the comics in 1984 he's a former olympic athlete who decides to become a criminal and uses powers and he fights the green lantern with his javelin um with his javelin uh mongol this is a uh, um what we were talking about earlier with uh so Darkseed first appeared in the 1970s. Is it Side? Side, yep. I feel Dark like they called. I thought they called him Darkseed in um, Justice League. Am I going crazy? Oh. I believe you're going crazy. Oh. Great. Well, you heard it here first, everybody. I have no everybody. skin in the game because I have no idea what you're talking Dark about. Darkseed. You've, you've lost your damn mind. Mm. I've lost it. <laughs> Maybe it's um, like Darkseid. It's somewhere in between. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. It's like a yeah. Could be. It's like a mid 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 a like they dark do in Ireland. Side. It's a dark side. Dark side. <laughs> um. So he first appeared in the seventies, and it's sort of widely accepted that Marvel ripped ripped him off and made Thanos. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then a couple of years later, they introduced Mongol, which seemed like a rip off of Thanos. Mm-hmm. So it was like dark side Thanos back to back to Mongols. Mm-hmm. It's a rip so off of a They rip all off. just ripping each other off. Right. Um, we have a female version of Mongol in this, and then uh, now the main uh, one of the the villains, uh, the largest, is size wise villain from this uh, movie was Starro. Starro, who's a giant alien starfish, <laughs> and can Patrick! control people's minds. Um, actually, Starro was the very very first villain that the Justice League ever fought no in its very first issue wow. in 1960 you gotta the, start somewhere so, <laughs> so they fought starro in the issue the brave and the bold and i mean those are as ridiculous as it is it is a you know a fairly terrifying thing it's I mean, scary it was creepy the execution was creepy yeah I mean, and the Shooting idea out all the little of it, yeah. like, you know, just, it's, you know, body snatchers kind of, you know. Right, having yeah. all these, like, creepy babies that attach to people's faces, and like, then, that's scary. And the hive mind. Yeah. yeah, and becoming, like, yeah. drones for it. Yeah, fucking scary uh-huh. as hell. And, then, and not only that, but, like, once you're, once you have a face hugger, it's not like, like, you know, once the big guy dies, they're all fine. No, they're, like, right. they're, like, all dead. <laughs> it's so scary. Yikes. So those are all the characters from the comics. I thought it was interesting and cool to see how many of them actually weren't members of the Suicide Squad in the comics. They were from, you know, Flash Mm -hmm. comics or Green Lantern comics. Yeah, that's actually surprising. Um... And but so fun that they like they dug that deep. They yeah, he right. he he pulled from every every area of DC, which is 
I think that's which smart is so too, fun because it just makes yeah. it, it makes a lot more. Um, yeah, just like a surprise to watch. It's like, oh, I didn't expect it, that to happen. Yeah, very great. Absolutely. So now let's talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, what we felt about about this movie. Well, yeah, we've already talked. We did about general. We did general. Um, general thoughts at general. the beginning. General I, thoughts. So yeah, I guess probably the things that made me laugh the most were, I mean, polka dot dudes. Um, mom was mom. just probably yep. my favorite oh my for gosh. sure i i just like just j- she just was like such an average looking person <laughs> it was just <laughs> the most wonderful like we all know that chick you know yeah um oh man yeah when when the whole entire that gang first, him into when he just kept saying just... like you know <laughs> yeah yes yeah, he wants to kill everybody because everybody reminds him of his mom. Oh, <laughs> I mean, the, genius. Genius. It's <laughs> so dumb. I love it. Yeah, and then so touching and sad at the end when he, like, finally, like, feels like a superhero. He's like, I feel like a superhero! And then he dies. Yeah, and then he dies. Such a gruesome, horrible death, too. <laughs> My God. Indeed. And yeah. also kind of funny. I yeah. Like, it's oh, just yeah. Like... Totally hilarious. Absolutely. Um, and like the total party kill at the beginning was absolutely oh fucking yeah awful kill, killing a list actors immediately, immediately was I mean yeah that was like I, just I mean hilarious. I don't think I, I knew that most of them were gonna die but sure. I really didn't know that it was they were mostly gonna die in like the first five minutes total of the movie devastation I mean yeah they, because they because the comics the comics are basically famous for on every single mission yeah. usually only two or three of them come out. Sure. Like the other people die. It so. was like <laughs> so devastatingly gruesome. My God. Well, and it just paints uh, Amanda Waller in such a horrible light because we fi- you find out this part of the strategy. It's like the that that was your diversion team while the main right. team unloads on a beach with nobody on it. I mean, and... like I just like just just uh, it, it was such a perfect introduction to the to the how the movie was gonna go. Right. Like the when whole Weasel style, style and vibe jumping of it. out of the the helicopter like doesn't make <laughs> and it. And drowning. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh, we're gonna go there. Got it. Okay, everybody was <laughs> so fast. Oh my god. Jesus yeah, and Christ. I don't do I don't do well with like actual blood and gore. Yeah, like war movies. I don't do, but I was fine with this. This was kind of like a blood was... ballet, really. Exactly. I mean, heads, arms, every possible thing getting sliced you got desensitized very fast it circles back to absurdity very quickly yeah it's yeah but Um, you know what i think i think thinking on like other um you know dc films and things it's like um they it what what made this one i'm not gonna say why the other ones were bad but like what makes this one good is that it seemed to stay true to its style throughout you know yep they, they, yeah, it never abandoned that. It never tried to get like overly like saturated, like sweet, no, it, or anything like that. It, like, it, it was sentimental. There were yeah. parts like, I there thought, like, heart. you know, there was definitely, and that's some what heart I liked there. about it, honestly. Uh, yeah, the fact that they were able to mine those moments, and it's such a tribute to to James Gunn, but uh, and it didn't seem sport with his daughter, Even, yeah, blood yeah. sport, and his like his relationship with Ratcatcher, too. Like, that was very was sweet. sweet, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, so silly that the, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because, like, on paper, like, 
you would kind of like see those things as like being like oh we've like you know the 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 you could see like the 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 suits sitting around the desk will be like, okay, we got to have these people have like a background. So people feel sorry for them. And then la la la. But like, uh, so it, you know, it's just like another kudos to, to, to gun for his execution and like inserting it in the proper places of the film to, you know, make us care. And I think, um, another thing too, is that they, that, that they did really well. Um, they, they didn't spend too much time, uh, with exposition in the beginning of the film, thank God, mm. because like they they just jumped right into what we well wanted. they don't need to we we can know we can know exactly in the like you know teeny teeny scene with um Am- Amanda Waller and Bloodsport like that yeah. this is what's this is what the mission is yep. and this is what's going on yeah give us give us and if he completes the, movie the mission he gets less time <laughs> like it's it's very simple to do without a ton of exposition yeah right you can tell like in um this happens a lot in like uh oh gosh like disaster films and Mm -hmm. like you know you you see like the family you know and like they've got like the you know the husband and wife are like ah you're never here like you're always you're always going off to the to the bars and 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 you need to take care of your kids they're like ah you don't know anything and (laughs) and then you know, it's just like I don't care. Just get to the disaster already, Jesus Christ! Right, right. We know where it's going. Please just go there. <laughs> I mean, let's just get um, there. You know what part um just made me laugh? Yeah, what part made me laugh so hard was the um. Well, you can call it a pissing contest or you know a dick measuring contest <laughs> with um Bloodsport and Peacemaker. Oh yeah, going through that that village and killing everybody, and then immediately yes. realizing <laughs> that they were all the like oh my god, we, they were all dead. We were the they were like so the weird. freedom fighters, like. Trying to... <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, I don't, I got, I don't, I don't know what happened. I uh, that's just so, so sad. Did you see anything? Like no, Forty people, forty like <laughs> innocent, like peacemaking people. My God. Oh wow. That got they me were all really like good. not even fighting. They so were all dark. like shaving, doing like you know, drinking coffee. <laughs> Just killed in the worst ways. <laughs> wow. Oh wowzy. Yikes! 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 Um, I loved that. My other like visual favorite segment was um, Harley Quinn escaping from. That was a ballet. It, it was. It was a gorgeous. Well, first of all, choreographed. The, she she did that key. That like foot key thing. Good herself. for her. So that wasn't a stunt double. So she's, she's like she is a she is a monkey. She like she's a little monkey person. She's got monkey feet. But I just loved how um, you know I'm reading the current run of, of Harley Quinn comics and it just look it just was like such a little like love letter to the Harley Quinn comics. Like anytime she goes into like these like crazy battles, there's. There's like you know flowers and hearts yes. and like confetti bursting out, <laughs> along with the blood and gore and stuff. But oh, you like, know, that was... on, on that 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 sort of style theme too. I, I what I noticed that I think Gunn did really really well, or or you know, the the music designers of the film, sound designers. Um, uh, there was this this how do I explain it? It was just like a wonderful 
the 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 transition between the fantastical like ballet of killing and like mm-hmm. you know blood and slicing and everything and like the fun music that they chose for the film um and it playing at like full volume and then it coming back to like real world and you still hear the music but it's like sort of in this muted tone as if it's like you're hearing it out of a radio kind of that yeah the, um, the music supervisor did a did a fantastic job with that yeah it was it was very smart and um and it, he kept it sort of based in reality even though it was like very fantastical yeah it's mm-hmm. very good well and uh john murphy did the score so i i like how to your point daniel they they came in and out of yeah that more lighthearted stuff but then you still had the really dramatic orchestral superhero movies which was totally. kind of hilarious because they're it, it almost clashes with what's on screen yeah. and that's why it works so well. It's like this really heroic music and they're just flat out murdering people. Mm-hmm. And right. <laughs> it's just sort of on the level of like, um, uh, Oh shoot. What was that movie? Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool. Sure. Yeah. Actually I was I thinking think about, about um, Tropic Thunder. Oh, Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. This had Tropic Thunder vibes, vibes to it. For yeah. sure. Yes. Which definitely could not be made today. <laughs> uh, no, we talked no. about this recently. We did. We but did. Maybe not on. Maybe not on the pod. But yeah. but uh, br- brilliantly done. But could never be done. Oh again. my god, that film was so funny. Oh my god. Um. Uh, I free. Oh, I, I'm blanking on his name. Um. Uh, Amanda Waller's assistant. Um. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the office. Yes. What yeah, is? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. He's so funny. I'm forgetting his. I'm forgetting. Who's his also going to be in the new Peacemaker show? Right. Uh, what? Uh, his name was. Uh, Let me look it up. S- Steve something. Steve Wozniak. I should have looked this up beforehand. The actor's name is Steve. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like just his his running commentary of of uh, just constantly giving there... side eye. Yeah. Right. Right. The, that whole entire cast of office people that yes. worked for Amanda Waller. That was an effing kaiju. It's an effing kaiju. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like an office so, of nerds. Yeah, they were so great. And that and that like bit at the very beginning where they're all like betting on who they think is going to like <laughs> live or die. What's going on here? Nothing. Huh? Yeah, I love it. He's, his line was, oh my God, Miss Waller, we've got a freaking kaiju up in this shit. <laughs> So good. Yeah, I'm pulling up IMDb right now. My Wi-Fi is being so slow. Sorry, um, sorry. What else did you like? What did you think maybe didn't work as well? What What were your other thoughts? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I liked. I liked that there were a couple of small nods to the first Suicide Squad, even though it, yeah, it wasn't a a uh, successful film. <laughs> they paid they paid close attention. And of course, I actually haven't seen um yeah, truthfully I haven't seen her standalone movie yet and I'm going to now cuz I've Birds heard it was Pride. actually pretty good. Yeah. It is good. It um, is good. It's very you'll, much you'll in like this vein. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's I will. so so gory and ridiculous Wonderful. and But I was going to say that they paid close attention to um the details of her of her makeup and I like I noticed like her tattoos like mm-hmm. her her back tattoo like used to say like property of Joker but now it says like property of no one you know she so she got the she got her she tattoo got it changed fixed. Um, yeah they definitely leaned into the continuity of their relationship and how bitter she is and yeah I laughed really hard when they were uh, 
oh my yeah. god, her killing that guy was such a like uh, going through that whole that whole entire like love uh, <laughs> montage and then to have it end with her just shooting him in just, the stomach was just like yeah. oh my god. That is so Harley Quinn too. Perfect. Like, and then I love when I love when they're interrogating Thinker. Oh and- yes. They're all pacing back and forth, and, <laughs> so and she's good. like, "If we find out you have personal li- personalized license plates, you die." <laughs> and and which I that mean, was actually a is a reference. throwback because yeah, it was a direct reference to the first Suicide Squad, uh, and Joker has a personalized license plate. Yes. says ha ha ha. And then, <laughs> just, um, I just found so out. She's uh, damaged. I just. Finally, my phone loaded. Um, Steve G was oh, the actor. Yeah, um, just... he played uh, John. Economos, and he was actually the onset King Shark. That's right. That's right. I did know that. Yeah, so, he was the mocap for. So what a hero! What a hero! Just he really did it. Yeah, the script was the script was just so funny, and I, I didn't feel like there, for me personally, there were no like you know moments that I, I was like, oh wow, this, you missed it. Yeah, like it. I wasn't like, oh, it should have, you know, in my opinion, it should have gone this way or it should have should have maybe looked a little bit more like this or the acting was really weird. What the hell was going on in that scene? Like to me, to me, they 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 nailed it as far as like all of those all of those moments are concerned. Yeah, I I um uh I think just with the um with the rhythm of the film, and that that was a, that was another thing. It's pacing is everything in these mm-hmm. kinds of like, you know, hilarity and riot kind of films. And that's something the gun does so well is just, you know, d- d- don't give us enough time to really think about the jokes and right. wonder why, you know, like how stupid they are because like you know, it, it, it yeah, they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be silly and stupid. Yes. So like let's let's move on totally as quickly as possible. And yeah, I, I feel like that was another thing that they did really well. It wasn't there wasn't really any times where it was slow enough where we caught up with the joke and be like, you know what, that wasn't actually as funny as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah, or you know, also like um, beating because that's another thing that that you know DC has done in the past too, which like I don't appreciate is like it's really treating the audience like they're idiots and beating us over the head with a joke. Be like, this is supposed to be funny, and I'm gonna wait until you laugh. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, doing that and then leaning so hard into the drama trying to make it matter so much yeah, that yeah. It, sure, sure. it doesn't no. and and that that's why I, I i mentioned earlier really enjoying the more tender moments in this with bloodsport and his daughter <laughs> Just and with ratcatcher too like it was it, i don't know how they earned it in this movie but they they did and, you reminded me uh, again of batman and superman's mom <laughs> well I'm, my mom's name is martha too <laughs> What the hell? What the hell? It's all right. We're long past that. We're long past that. I think that there's, um, and even though this this movie was really bright and there was obviously lots of fun, like, you know, post-color correction stuff they did. No doubt. They didn't do it too far that it felt weird, like the Aquaman movies, where the color correction is, like, so much that you're just like, whoa. Are we watching a cartoon? 
but like not in well, like a whoa, yeah. this is cool. Like it's like just like I don't know that that was too much. I'll say that was one of the things I liked about the Snyder cut. Yeah, was that they went back to the original coloring. Yeah, they took was, they took away all that. They crazy took away color the tint correction. and the, yeah. just the. Um, well, I don't know. Did you guys watch it like the way he wanted you to watch it, like in black and white or whatever bullshit? <laughs> I did not watch it in black and I white. I didn't either. Because stop. I was it. like, stop stroking. Also, like your that wasn't damn... even an op. That's not an option on HBO. It is. It. I didn't see that. They may have taken it off, but there you could either watch it in black and white or in normal. Or he might have added that after the fact, actually. But uh, yeah, I'd, I watched it in color. But oh, yeah. I, the only I superhero movie I will recommend watching in black and white was Logan, and that was released in theaters with a black and white oh, release. I didn't know that. And that was nuts. That was like, okay, this is. Um, that would be kiss. interesting to see. Yeah. That's such a good movie. It was a great yeah. film. Um, I, I liked in this movie, we, we talked about how they're leaning more into the standalone qualities, but they also, they did some, some, uh, bricklaying as it were. Like they mentioned, uh, with Polka Dot's origin story that, uh, his mom worked at Star Labs. Oh, mm-hmm. right. Uh, yes. And that's where Cyborg was created and Star and pops up. Yeah. And the Star pops up all the time in the comics there i wouldn't call them shield if you're looking for a marvel equivalent but they serve a a similar role as an organization that does some good i suppose but then they always end up being co-opted for for bad as well they're complicated Um, such is life they're a complicated they're they're complicated yeah just don't mess with science guys and be fine yeah um, uh so so i i like that they're they're still giving this a place in the wider universe um and and my my feeling is that as much as they're going to go in a bunch of different directions that they they are going to attempt to kind of revive the cinematic universe but yeah they, they haven't quite figured out well i what really hope the that warner brothers that. like figures i mean like okay well actually this is a this is a, a question and a thought like because i'm kind of curious like you know since it came out on both hbo and theaters mm-hmm. like did it do mm-hmm. well in like it's you know it tanked in theaters it, it is tanking in yeah, theaters. yeah people watched it on at home of more. course of course because it's, it's, it's not free. a family movie and we're in the middle of a pandemic so right between Which is, those two things it's sad this movie would have done well that so yeah. so so my question is is um because you know the the big wigs and the warner brothers you know all they're thinking about is dollar bills you know so yep. like do 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 they recognize that that people actually liked the film uh and they're like oh let's do more of this or do they see the 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 you know the no the no money thing and they go oh well, maybe we should go back to our other bullshit that we did before you know honestly um in my opinion i'm not in the room sure but- I think I think they looked at the uh, circumstances of this being a pandemic. I think they also looked at what movie they put out, which is a v- extremely violent, borderline rated NC seventeen. NC seventeen. So, in in a normal year, it would have done very well, but you're not taking eight year olds. No, no, you can't. Period. No, 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 no. So it it was going to be on the lower end of a gross anyway, and I think. Uh, they 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 saw what the critics said about this. Yeah. Uh, well, and the people too. And especially in comparison to 
some of their other releases. They've taken Not the notice. critics aren't and, people. You know what I mean. <laughs> right. But if you look at, like, uh, DC's upcoming slate... Um, Ooh, I'm excited. Uh, th- they are leaning into the comedy more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and particularly at the end of this movie, uh, there's going to be a Peacemaker series on HBO written by James Gunn. Right. And he's going to be the showrunner. So, I mean, they are going to lean into some of the... Uh, the silliness. Good. Um, so I, I really actually, do hope that they that they yeah. they learn their lesson. I mean, also, I mean, let, let we could talk about fucking um, the other comedy that was actually oh Shazam, which was mm-hmm. that's yeah. a DC comic yeah. thing Shazam too, right? Well. Yeah, that Shazam was did well. Great, so fun. Um, but actually, this is a good time. I'll, I'll do a quick run through of of what's coming from DC, and you'll you'll kind of see what route they're going. But you've got um, Black Adam, The Flash. Uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. And those are the films that have announced release dates. But then you have a really long list, and I'll do this quickly, of of movies in the early stages of production. Uh, you have the Amazons, Batgirl, mm-hmm. Blackhawks, Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, Deadshot, Gotham City Sirens, which is the Harley Quinn, Poison mm-hmm. Ivy, yeah. uh, Green Lantern Corps, our Man, Lobo, oh Nightwing, Plastic Man, yeah. Static Shock, Supergirl, Wonder Woman 3, Zatanna. Uh, uh, and then that's just movies. Do we know and like for a, TV, how long of a span of mo- time that is? Oh, I mean, it's gonna, that's, I mean, that's going to be over a the decade. next yeah, decade. At least, decade. right? Yeah. yeah. yeah at and, least. Then, and then on TV, Justice League Dark. Mm-hmm. Those comics, those comics are crazy. Yeah. By the yeah. way, Justice League Dark. Ooh. Oh, I've never heard of anything. Uh, Constantine, Madame X, and then an untitled Superman series that Michael B. Jordan is producing and may very well star in. As Superman. I want that. I want that. I want that. That sounds so, very. I mean, sexy. like, I th- I feel like they've done a soft reboot already, and they're going to try oh, yeah. this. They're going to try this again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, so I, I assume they've, they've, they've said. Thank you so much for all that you've done, Mr. Snyder. But mm-hmm. you, you can go. It's time. Somewhere it's time. else now. And and I didn't include in there uh, the Batman, which is which is Batman. coming, yeah, which is coming soon, and and, and it's kind of detached from. It's going to be a kind of its own of universe, this, as far as we know at the moment. Sure. Um, I guess it depends on how and well then, it goes. Because I mean, if it if they end up like like going gangbusters, and they're like, well, let's figure out some way to wrap it all up together. But well, and James Mangold, who's directing that, um, or no, it wasn't James Mangold. Sorry, um, sorry. The the director of the Batman is Matt Reeves. I don't know. I was thinking of of Mangold, but mm. Matt Reeves. So his Batman film is coming out next year, and then he's written a TV show uh, around Gotham City. Wait, what else that did Matt Reeves feature- do? Uh, he was. Did he do um, something for Marvel? Am I crazy? Uh, Cloverfield, and oh, um, he did right. the uh, the new Planet of the Apes movies. Oh, right. Okay. Which which were very very good. Yeah, they were great. Those. Uh, he's a very good director. Um, yeah, the fact so that he I don't was know able to make those good. films good, like they should have been yeah. awful. Um, but he'll have his kind of corner of Batman, and if they are doing the same kind of multiverse approach. You could see Batman's come come in and out of each other's uh, stories, and so who knows? I don't know. I'm really excited for the Flash. I thought that yeah. Ezra Miller was the standout in Justice League. He's so good, so cute, and, and funny. 
Yeah, I'm I'm excited really to see him cute, have his too. he's very cute. I'm excited to see him have his own own thing. Yeah. He's uh yeah, and see Michael Keaton bed, and see Michael Keaton that. come back. Like uh, I'm Keaton really excited. Is such a good actor. I'm so excited like, to see that. He's so great. I also want him to do Beetlejuice again too, but you know, we can't have Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see a time-worn Batman. Yeah. Uh, who relies less on his strength and athleticism and and purely on his mind. That that'll be really cool to Oh yeah. Uh, to see. Um and, and then a Michael B. Jordan Superman. I mean, come on. Oh, please. Oh, my gosh. And thank you. Yeah, I want that really bad. Jesus. And they haven't said Henry Cavill is done with Superman either. So, like, this is, like Marvel, it's just going to kind of get weird. And yeah. you just got to strap in because there's going to be a lot of interweaving stories. And, and not, all, talk- not all of them are going to be linked. And you just have to no. be okay with that. Wasn't there yeah. a talk about Henry Cavill also doing a Marvel project, too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's talked to him. Interesting. Uh, and um, uh, The Rock is playing Black Adam. Uh, and he, he recently oh, cool. talked to Marvel. So Ah, of course so, he did. Yeah, we'll see. Disney loves him. Yes. Yes, they do. They do indeed. Well, cool. Any other? Oh, also, um... also I yeah, was thinking, I was, th- I was trying to think of one more. Uh, oh, ben, ben Affleck's Batman. He's going to show oh. up. Um, oh yeah, he's in he's in um, Flash as well. Oh, is he? That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. So the Flash is going to be the kind of the the beginning of the multiverse. That makes sense. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, look, not a fan of uh, Batman Superman. Nope, wasn't good. Um, was not good. I'm 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 a fan of Ben a- Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah, actually, I I, I, thought they, I, think, I like Wayne, him in the role. I think his Bruce Wayne in particular is uh, is really good. Yeah. They just they did him dirty. It wasn't it wasn't yep. they gave no. us the real bad material. And I'm sorry and I'm sorry that he he got so assaulted after that movie. It is like, yeah. I, I think he became really jaded and disillusioned with making these kind of movies and that's yeah. so ridiculous cuz they're supposed to be fun. Yeah. yeah. That's the goal. But they're it's supposed just, to be it's those, rotten. Those when movies you see were that. not fun. <laughs> they were not fun. No. No, and and to no fault of his and own. Then, I mean, I and then I, people can be real jerks about it. I mean, yeah, like it wasn't my favorite movie. Move on, I mean, right? I can't remember. Did he help produce one of them or numerous of them? He was going to produce his own Batman movie. That's right. And then, and then he, and then he no. backed out. Yeah, right. Because yeah. of all that. Right. 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 Which I mean, which you we know, were robbed because that movie would be probably would have been good. Maybe pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But hey, maybe there's still hope in the in the future. Could Indeed. Be. You never yeah. know. So oh lots of cool stuff coming up. We're DC and... fans now. What the hell? I guess so. Yeah. And we've always Let's been DC it. fans. We're just like, you know. Now now in the films? Oh my god, they're making good movies again. Oh, I'm so happy. Yes. All good stuff. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Well, any other uh final thoughts before we say bye bye? Final thoughts before we say bye bye. Uh I yeah, I I give it a a, a, a pretty high score yes i think they're course correcting in a in a good way absolutely uh what kind of fun things do we have coming up we've got we're um uh we just all watched what if and we are blown our tits off we're gonna be talking about that very soon so good wowie 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 
Uh, yep, we have that. And then um, uh, Star Wars Visions yes. is coming up oh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, oh, God, new trailer. New trailer on uh, Disney Plus uh, social medias. So we we are just so out. blessed. It's so blessed. Um, <laughs> Shang Chi early September. Shang Chi. Early reviews have been great for it. Yep. Um, the Eternals just got its full marketing campaign started in Entertainment Weekly today. Oh they released gosh. a big spread on the Eternals, which is November, and we are still waiting for sp- any anything on Spider Man. Like I know. Oh, you guys. Everybody is like shamelessly like, show us the Spider-Man trailer. I don't care about your other movies right now. You guys, I do know people. I I, I just found this out recently. I do know people that that like may know some things. Not may. They do because they're actually working on certain things. And uh, we're getting we're it's 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 coming up soon. I know that people have said that like weeks before since July. Yeah, literally since July. But but it's been coming up for a while. Trust me in this is that these people actually really know what the fuck. And Uh, we knew it was imminent. I mean, it has to be because the movie comes out in December. But I also know they're they're playing it close to the chest because of what we know is going to happen in this movie. Yeah, right. Right. And basically everything that they're going to show in the trailer could is a potential spoiler. I mean, not a potential. It like is a huge spoiler because there's. there's... Well, I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if. And I don't know if your friends even commented on this, but I wouldn't be surprised if the trailer is one giant deception. Like I. Oh yeah. They just mislead us in every direction. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. we might uh, they, they they expressed interest in potentially coming on the show too, so maybe we'll get some oh, cool. fun interviews after shit comes out, and we can find out no, all, okay. exactly Thanks. all the reasons. About <laughs> we don't like to know insider information. No, no we we're like good. That. I don't think so. Nah, I don't think they have nothing. To that. They have nothing to offer us. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be that would be great. Yeah, That'd yeah, great. yeah. Woohoo! So things cool. to look forward to. Yeah, yep. so much stuff, so much content. We are blessed. Content. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening. This is Inside the Tauntaun, a podcast in the multiverse of fandom. Woo-woo! I'm uh, Alyssa Simmons. And I'm Daniel Dawson. And I'm Dino Nicandros. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> that was wait, such our a pregnant out, pause. I, oh, my. Well, no, internet, you, you guys, internet. it sounded like you guys spoke at the same time, and then I waited because I was like, oh, oh it's like, having, like, a, <laughs> having an issue. <laughs> great. Oh, what a great ending. Uh, All right, may the force be with you. Always. Player. Inside the Tantan Podcast. Please like and subscribe.